it's okay to have an obsession. I dive into my craziest, imaginative and plain stupid obsessions. Mentally Obsessed is a podcast in which people can share and relate to obsessions anytime, anywhere. Obsessing over a game? I'll talk about it. Obsessed with World of Warcraft? Yeah, me too. Whenever the opportunity arises, I also interview celebrities or people of interest. So, what are you waiting for? Let your obsession reign free. And if you like what you hear, consider following and sharing with friends. Come nerd out with us too on Twitter at Mentally Obsess. Thank you so much, Nicole, for joining me. How's everything going? Ah, so wonderful. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for uh, for accepting to come on. It's great to have you on the show. Yay! Yeah, absolutely. So how's everything with COVID and things like that? Are you keeping okay? Good. I'm double vaccinated, which is really, really exciting. And a lot of people that I know have also been getting vaccinated. So it's been really nice because a few of us have been able to finally kind of meet up for the first time in what feels like forever. Um, It's good. It's really nice kind of reconnecting in person a bit. Um, I haven't got my vaccine yet. (laughs) I haven't, not even my age, not even a thought yet. So... I've got mine. But like different pacing. It'll it'll happen for sure. It just takes time. It it feels very freeing, admittedly. I, I feel um yeah, really excited. My whole family was able to to be vaccinated as well. So I was able to, you know, like just be with them and feel like it's all free and good. <laughs> well, to be honest with you, like I never went out anyway, <laughs> regardless of COVID or not. Totally like I've introvert i mean i feel like the introverts definitely were uh, were prepared maybe even more so for this pandemic but simultaneously i still think you know we we all like to connect and we like the ability to connect so just knowing that you can whether or not you actually do is uh, feels really nice so what is the story behind your addition for the role as uh, daniel dimitrescu and uh, elena from resident evil village Yeah, so funny thing. Um, Steve Knebley, who's the director of Resident Evil 3, in which I played Jill Valentine, also directed the performance capture and mocap for Resident Evil Village as well. And so I pretty well spoke to him first, and he was like, hey, there's this role. It's just a small role. Her name's Elena. And I was like, sweet. Oh my gosh. Yes, I'm honored. I would absolutely love to uh you know come back and be able to work with that team at all so i was just stoked um at all to like get to come work with those talented humans again and then daniela sort of got added they were like actually there's also this uh witch vampire sister she's into you know blood she has two siblings and i was like sweet Let's do it. That sounds great. Um, And then that one we kind of figured out more. I feel like once I got on the stage and started working with Becca Pruitt and um, Jeanette Moss and Maggie Robertson, we all sort of came together and and got to work with uh, Steve and the producing team there to figure out sort of how they were going to sound and walk and um, all of the parts that come along with the joys of performance capture. Did you know that the audition was for Resident Evil? 
I was one of the lucky few that did pretty well know early on that it was Resident Evil simply because of who was calling me. <laughs> um, because I had had the pleasure of working with them before. And so some of the other actors didn't know as early as I did. Like we, a lot of people kind of found out at the table read. Um, and I knew a little bit earlier than that just because, um, you know, the people that called me, I was like, these are, these are the resident evil humans. Like so excited. Obviously I, I had worked with many of them before. So. Did you, did you like know it was going to be like such a big game? Like I've heard loads about it, like resident evil village, resident evil, this, or everyone's like, everyone's talking about it and all these, um, actresses and actors are all becoming like, are getting really like blown up. Like that's uh, well known, yeah. especially yeah. like Maggie Robinson Maggie, as well. Yeah. Mag yeah, Maggie's going crazy. I think we all knew working on it that it was a big game. We knew it would be very, very exciting for the fan base. We knew that a lot of people were going to be excited about it. I don't think we knew quite um, the level at which it was going to blow up and just like hit other areas of life outside of just Resident Evil, you know, diehards. Like it really it really hit like meme culture and, and just like across the internet, you know, tall vampire lady, you know, Miss Alcina really blew up. So Maggie and I started texting each other the second um, Lady D blew up because obviously like this was her, her first game. So she was so, so excited. And we just kept sending each other like fan art and like silly memes and things that we saw because we couldn't say anything yet, but it was so exciting to watch the internet and everyone just gets so hyped. Uh, and then really Capcom took off with it. And the marketing has just been, you know, amazing and extensive for this game. So it's really, really rewarding to see everyone's hard work um, get appreciated and have people really enjoy playing. Like, that's ultimately what you want. Definitely. I've noticed that everyone's Twitter engagements has been really high as well. Like, everyone's was so hyped about the game, which is fantastic. Yes. Oh, and we're all just so excited to be hyped as well. You know, like all, all of the cast, we, we love doing this. We love this so much. And so when you get to actually celebrate with other people that are really enthusiastic and really excited to play, like, it's just one of the most rewarding parts of our job. Is there any behind the uh, behind the scenes secrets that you could share that you're allowed to, obviously? I mean, I don't know about secrets at this point. Um, I'm trying to think what's what's something fun like I feel like things that are kind of I'm used to at this point would be exciting or interesting to hear about I've mentioned that all of the uh the the witch sisters we all had to wear these mocap heels uh which was my first time performing in heels on a mocap stage but they're like legitimately wedges that have like markers all over them and that was really fun because i learned something in that if a character's ever in heels like you have to wear heels because it changes how you move um really distinctly and so that was kind of kind of silly and fun and then um i mean otherwise i feel like there's so many amazing like behind the scenes um videos and photos that some are like legitimately in the game i it's the first time i've seen capcom do that where you can go watch some of our performance capture on the stage like as part of the game which is just so so cool and so exciting and then otherwise there's lots of fun like bts photos rolling around on on twitter and instagram i really wish capcom would do like a whole documentary series on like how they did the motion capture and everything it's so interesting to see the behind the scenes footage 
Yeah, I mean, and it's really fun to see, you get a little glimpse at what we see when we're doing it too, which is watching the characters' models kind of live live when we do it. We can see the character models and that's really special and really unique. And for something like Village too, with the first person perspective, it's such a, um, a specific kind of motion capture because your lead actor, Todd Zoli, is essentially the camera as well. So it becomes like a dance, a, a lot of choreography to block kind of what's happening in these broad cutscenes. And then of course, Capcom and their all of their amazing teams just work their magic to make it all seem so seamless and gorgeous. Massive applaud to them, obviously. Um, in your opinion, how does someone maintain their mental well-being in the voice acting business? Now, I asked this question, I've started to ask this question a, a quite a bit now, especially in terms of COVID, because everything's different now. And like, But it's good to know what everyone else does to maintain like, or to help with, you know, men, like their mental health and stuff. I think it's such an important consideration. And I think it's also like very unique to the individual um, because what, what works for one person might not work for another, but especially in an industry like performance and acting and, and voiceover, like we're artists and our job for a living is, is to mostly audition and then occasionally really get to like jump into some amazing roles and, and all that fun stuff. And I guess it's not our job, but we do a lot of that. So there's basically, there's a lot of no's and very few yeses. And so maintaining your mental health and recognizing like why you're doing what you're doing is a really big part, I think, of being a healthy artist, which is something that I always want to advocate for, because I think it's important that uh, we can make, you know, make art from pain absolutely but like make art from healing you know 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 how to keep yourself sane and you can make really powerful stuff but just know when it's worth it and who it's helping i think is is important to me specifically i i really enjoy that perspective of storytelling um so yeah for me i mean it's about rest man you have to make sure you're resting a lot you have to make sure you have a life outside of just um, the acting, because it's so it's so addictive, like storytelling is is so much fun and something I love so much. So um, making sure that you have other hobbies and things that really fill you up and energize you so that you have more to give in in your work, because that's ultimately what we strive to do. Well said, um, you know, in in like in auditioning and things like that, they just do they tell you no and do they tell you a reason why they said no or is it just like no? Oh, I mean, we never hear most of the time. Mostly you go in, you pour your soul out, grieve your dead mother in an audition or like do something really insane and then just never hear anything. You only hear if you are, are moving forward in the process. So the no's are always silent, which I actually think is sometimes even uh, more difficult than like a straight up, hey, no. <laughs> yeah, um, even in this uh, podcasting and asking guests to come on, sometimes they don't reply at all. Absolutely. Yeah, no, that for sure happens. I mean, and it's common. And the other thing is, like, it's not personal. And you have to learn that really early on, like, getting a no or not getting a response at all. It's never about you. It really isn't. It's not personal. No one's thinking, you know, it feels personal to you. But whenever you feel like, oh, other people are, are, are thinking poorly of me in some way, I always try to remind friends, like, if that's ever the case, like, most of the time, people are too busy worried about what other people are thinking about them. Like, I wouldn't worry about it. I wouldn't take it personally. So learning to just 
let things just slide and, and really focus on what's actually important is, I mean, part of the journey of living well, isn't it? You definitely. I, I know that there's some um, people going around Twitter, um, like tweeting to the voice actors and actresses of their characters, being so mean to them and everything. And like, we need to tell people that they're, they're portraying this character, like they're not their characters. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that happens with villains and stuff like that a lot as well, or story choices that people don't agree with. Um, I mean, yeah, what you spread reflects back to you. And if you're shouting negativity into a void, you're only hurting yourself, admittedly, and you might hurt a couple other people along the way. So I, it's, it's never the route. I always think like social media is a beautiful a uh, unique way in which we can connect, but it is not a platform for actual discourse. You know, it's a platform to start discourse and start conversation, but then to actually have conversation. I think everything is a lot more, um, well, not, not even a lot more complex, but just deserves more complex conversation than 140 characters. Is that what we're up to now? Is it more now? Maybe it's a few more characters now. I think it's like 250 characters <laughs> now on Twitter. Yeah, 250 characters, right. <laughs> So, you know, just certain certain subjects, like even just discussing, you know, why you like or dislike a story arc. It's totally cool to not agree with something. But just because you don't agree or you don't like something, it doesn't mean I necessarily need to hear your, your opinion. You know, are you adding something of value? Are you, you know, having a discourse that, that's helpful? Are you talking from ego or defensiveness? Because that's usually where most people um, attack with negativity from. So whenever I see negative comments, I always kind of just look at that person and go like, man, you know, something's going on in their life. Like, I always feel sorry for them. Like, I'm like, yeah. oh, I, I, hope, I hope they find some peace because you just know whenever you're kind of leading with vitriol in any way that um, you have that same vitriol for yourself in your heart. And so I'm a big promoter of like, you got to learn to really love yourself and love who you are because it's the most important way in which you show up for other people around you. So how do you relate to the role both Daniela and Elena. Yeah, I mean, Elena was really fun and she kind of like changed a lot through um, the the process of, of putting it together, or at least it seemed like she did. Um, so you, you, she was just, I got to kind of just like play in like girl's world has been totally turned upside down. Uh, she's a lot more fearful, like we're seeing her in a massive moment of fear and you have a very quick time to, kind of try and create a relationship with Ethan that feels meaningful so that spoilers when we no longer have time with her that um it, it you feel something it means something and I think um having a short time to really create a quick relationship that still feels meaningful is part of the challenge and I, I really like that so I, I relate to just that kind of joy like she you get to see her and her moment of bravery and I think that's special it's a it's a small moment and it's important um and then as far as Danielle like she's just fun she's just amused by everything uh and and having a real good time until it gets too chilly in the library um, <laughs> so yeah Daniela was just a blast because anytime you get to play a villain most of the time they're usually amused by everything at some level and for me, like, I got a whole family out of it. So it wasn't just me alone. It was, like, me with two sisters and a super awesome mom. And we just had a blast, like, um, kind of running our castle. So now you've kind of 
like gone on to doing other stuff then voice voice acting and acting haven't you done you were starting to do the world of twitch streaming so have so yeah. what have you found challenging about twitch streaming oh yeah i mean twitch streaming was one of those things that just came honestly probably out of the pandemic i just wanted to play resident evil 3 i wanted to connect with people and then i met so many amazing people and realized like so many people really like needed that connection and enjoyment. And I really enjoy it. Like it's really fun to just kind of hang out and and play through stuff. And obviously like one of my favorite things is bringing other actors on and highlighting their work and being excited with them. So as far as challenging goes, like mostly technology, like I'm always up to, to talk, to entertain, to be silly, to break into song, um, that sort of stuff. Like that's what I love to do. That's what I do with my family and my friends. So it just feels almost like an extension of that in some ways when I stream. Um, so yeah, the most challenging parts of, of of, of I think streaming is always just I had to learn a lot about <laughs> making all my tech run so that they weren't a disaster to try and watch <laughs> so before I booked the interview I obviously saw you on YouTube first I saw a, a video uh, where you did um you played Resident Evil 7 uh with uh Katie O'Hagan and uh Paula yeah. um I was like I like her. I was like, I'm going to get onto that, her agent and I'm going to book an interview straight away. <laughs> oh, amazing. I'm so glad. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, I mean, it's been so much fun sharing it on, on YouTube and, and really just getting to honestly like know, know my fellow actors even more in a new context. Anytime you have the opportunity to talk to um, people that you know and work with, um, with an audience or just in like really unique and strange contexts, you just learn so much just talking to people in general in that way i think is really valuable to me I, i'm constantly in a in a state of growth or trying to be in a state of growth and so just getting to kind of like pick up on people's worlds and how they interact with themselves and each other and their work is just exciting you know it's really fun are you planning on playing any of the games after resident evil village because i know you're playing that right now I'm sure that I will. Right now I'm playing Village. I always have like literally a list of 38 suggestions of games that people want me to play. Um, <laughs> but I'm gonna play Village right now. I'm also playing Rise of the Tomb Raider. Um, and I've played the other two Tomb Raider games in the newer trilogy, which has been really fun. I'm sure I'll find something. I haven't decided quite yet what that's gonna be. I have a couple other projects that um, eventually will come out that I'll probably play those as well. But in the meantime, I'll probably just find whatever draws my fancy. I'm drawn to good stories and a good time. So yeah, I'll find something. I don't know what it is yet. No promises. <laughs> I've all um, I'm obsessed with playing Valorant right now. I play that on my streams. I was streaming earlier today playing Valorant. Maybe you should play Valorant. Mm. I haven't loaded up Valorant at all, but I could definitely give it a try. <laughs> Is there anything you change with your performance, even though you don't need to change anything anyway? Because you're fantastic. Everyone was fantastic, but I just thought I'd throw that question in there. I mean, uh, yeah, but not things that I could change, just narrative changes where suddenly everyone just gets to live and I have three more games as these characters. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, not as far as, I don't think so, as far as before. I try to sort of let it go once it's gone. I was talking to Maggie about this, who plays Elsina. Like, she has such a great view on kind of like, once the character's out there, it's not yours anymore. Like it's the players, it belongs to everyone that is enjoying that character. And I just really love that perspective. So I feel um, 
kind of just, I don't know, responsible for being proud of what I've done and also able to just let it go and, and see how other people react and respond and enjoy it. Watching the fans' creativity with their fan art and like the things that people pick up, it's just mind blowing. It's amazing. Like everyone is just so amazing. And I just love seeing all of that enthusiasm and really community um, kind of come together over such a unique and specific thing like Resident Evil Village the game. Have you seen that video on YouTube? Um, Capcom sponsored him and he, 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 um, he like tried to say like how heavy Lady Dimitrescu was and um, he did like a little experiment, very interesting, um, to see how heavy she is. Oh, no. Is this the one where he was trying to like show what would actually happen if she stepped on you? Yeah, that that video, yeah. But I didn't see it, but I heard about it. So I haven't checked it out yet, but I heard it was pretty pretty amusing. So what is your favorite Resident Evil game? Oh, don't make me pick. I hate favorites questions because <laughs> I just I I just, you know, um that I've played or that I've been in. Like that's a fun way to just throw that right back at you. <laughs> um so I'd say uh, the ones that you've been in, perhaps. All right, so I've only been in two Resident Evil games, which would be Resident Evil 3 and Resident Evil Village, um, plus like the multiplayer resistance that came with 3. Um, but we're going to count that as part of 3. Um, oh, God, don't make me pick. I'm really, really loving everything that's happening uh, with, with Village. It's just like such an honor, and I'm really enjoying the game. It's just so beautiful. It's such a new environment. It's the next, you know, kind of, continued narrative of, of the story of the, you know, the Resident Evil world they're following and creating. So it really just like is super, super cool. And I haven't finished the game yet, so I'm excited to keep playing. But of course, like RE3 has a huge place in my heart because I mean, one, I get to I get to say that I literally got to bring Jill Valentine to life. Like that's a really cool thing that I will always be super grateful for and super kind of I don't know. Yeah, just just appreciative of and and Resident Evil Three brought me into getting to work with Capcom, so it just holds obviously like a, a very very special place. Um, I have like a little Jill Valentine statue. It's crazy. I'm like I played that. That's crazy. Like I have a I have a statue of a character that I play. This is crazy. Um, so it's lots of pinching myself for sure. Did they like? I know like there isn't that much stuff you could take home from the set, but did they let you take anything home like from the motion capture stuff? Oh, so funny! Great question. Um, uh, well, in Japan, I definitely like came home with some fun little gifts and stuff like that from RE3, just because that culture also loves gift giving, which I love. I love how um they sort of like wrap things and 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 give gifts so i have a couple of things from there really cute pot and like just some silly but as far as like actually on the mocap stage just memories and photographs and really really amazing friendships that's what i that's what i came away with um and a love of those little egg salad sandwiches that you can get in japan mostly at their convenience stores which sounds gross but actually they have really fresh food at their convenience stores in japan and they have these great little egg sandwiches which is just really worth mentioning so i'm so glad that i managed to stick that in there <laughs> <laughs> was that the first time you ever went to japan uh, yes, that uh, for Resident Evil Three it was my first time um, to Tokyo, and it I mean it blew my mind. I I loved it. I always say now like if you have the chance to go, go. 
Oh, I'd love to go. I'd love to go to Japan or Korea. Yeah. So if people wanted to interact with you, uh, where's the best place to do so? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you can come find me on Twitter and Instagram at Nikki Lee Tompkins. I'm on there lots and I love seeing, um, I don't know, everyone's excitement, enthusiasm. Tag me, I'll say hey. Um, and uh, I'm also streaming on twitch.tv slash Nicole Tompkins. And if you type Nicole Tompkins into YouTube, you can also find all of my streams as well because they go up on YouTube afterwards. But come join us live. Um, always pending the actor's crazy schedule. I've been managing to stream every week um, for a bit now. So at least once or twice. So come come hang out and see if you can catch one live and, and say hello. Like we love new people. There's so many amazing, amazing people that I've had the joy of meeting. So yeah. I'll be there and so should you. Yes! <laughs> so I've got another one of those um, favourites. <laughs> um, I do oh, apologise. <laughs> but yeah. what is your all-time favourite role? <laughs> oh, that I've played or that I've seen? Um, That you've played. Oh my gosh. No, no, I can't do it. I can't do it. It's like picking children. Absolutely not. Um, I... <sighs> I mean, like, I got to play Jill Valentine. Like, that one's going down in the books for sure. Like I said, I have a statue. So I'll I'll give this one to Jill. But I've also done some roles in some film and TV that I really, really love. And I have to give a special tip of the hat to Idril of Gondor in Shadow of War because that was my first video game and my first time kind of, like, doing motion capture and, and like, believing that I could and having people around me really support me in that. Um so yeah i mean they all all roles have special places in your heart for some reason or another so picking a favorite always depends on the context and the day <laughs> um you can catch nicole tompkins as danielle dimitrescu and elena in resident evil village now available to be played on playstation 4 xbox one playstation 5 xbox series x and series s uh, Google Stadia and Microsoft Windows. Thank you so much, Nicole Tompkins, for, for joining me today. It's been a pleasure to interview you. Thank you so much. An absolute joy. And thanks all for listening in and for playing the game and loving it. Uh, it wouldn't happen without you. Don't forget to follow uh, me on Twitter. At I am Reese Smart and also Mentally Obsessed on Twitter at Mentally Obsessed. Thanks, guys. <laughs> I'm Danielle McCray. I'm Taylor Gray. I'm Laura Post. Jelly Sore. I'm Patty Madsen. What's it like to voice Ajara? Do you have a connection to the character? Yes. Ajara is... Ajara was actually one of the very first, like, super big, important roles I booked. What inspired you to become a voice actress? Uh, so what's inspired me were... There were two different things. So one, it was cartoons inspired me to want to get into voice acting. What inspired you to start a tarot collection? Well, I started studying tarot about 20 years ago and I started playing WoW a little over 11 years ago. And, you know, the whole 20 years that I've been looking at tarot, I've always thought to myself that I would just really love to make a deck. What's it like to be a part of the Star Wars community? I mean, I don't know if there's any better community to be involved with. I know everyone who was a part of the show and worked on the show um, was so fortunate and grateful to be a part of it um, because it's an amazing family that you get brought into and you, you realize that you go to things like Celebration was only a few weeks ago. How do you feel about Sylvanas' progression in the next expansion? Well, you know, 
um, I always try to uh, not be connected to judging her regardless because our our job is to deliver a performance for the character that uh, is not in judgment of, of what she's doing or what they're writing because it's to stay true to delivering 